Hello everyone, I'm your host, Light, and welcome to Lighter Day Saint. Last episode, I had given an overview about October General Conference. I specifically selected one talk, that of Elder Ulysses Suarez, to talk about in depth on a later episode. Well, since that time, this episode has expanded beyond what I had initially expected. While I will be covering Elder Suarez's talk, I have a greater topic I wish to cover here, in that the gospel is for everyone. This episode will be a bit longer than the usual, but I hope you find something valuable in it. To begin, Elder Suarez's talk resonated with me from the very beginning. I vividly recall the spiritual feelings when he stated that abandoning attitudes and actions of prejudice and promoting respect for all of God's children are vital prerequisites for building the Savior's kingdom in every nation of the world. This message is one I hold dear, as I've personally seen and experienced the effects of people prejudging others based on incorrect assumptions and faulty notions. The simple truth is that we cannot dismiss others around us on such simple grounds without also dismissing the divine nature and potential the Lord himself has given them. In a sense, we are putting ourselves as God and declaring the worth of their soul to be less than ours. We've all likely heard the scripture stating that all are alike unto God, the black and white, bond and free, male and female. It is the nature of God that all men are privileged the one like unto the other, and none are forbidden. After all, the worth of all souls is great in the eyes of God. So then, what of those who are lifted up in the pride of their hearts, who persecute their brethren because they suppose they are better than them? The words of Jacob are crystal clear. My brethren, do ye suppose that God justifieth you in this thing? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, but he condemneth you. And if ye persist in these things, his judgments must speedily come unto you. Oh, that he would show you that he can pierce you, and with one glance of his eye he can smite you to the dust. Oh, that he would rid you from this iniquity and abomination. And oh, that you would listen unto the word of his commands, and let not this pride of your hearts destroy your souls. Think of your brethren like unto yourselves. Referring once more to Elder Suarez's talk, he asked us to build bridges of understanding rather than creating walls of prejudice and segregation, knowing that such a prospect will require a collective effort to act with lowliness, meekness, and long-suffering toward one another. He emphasized that Christ ministered especially to those who at the time were considered different, belittled, or excluded. Surely we know someone who belongs to such a category, and perhaps we haven't shown forth the Christ-like love we should towards them. The good news is that we can adopt Christ's attitude toward our fellow man. Pray for his charity to become part of you. Seek to look at others as our Heavenly Father would. Look less at the mote in your neighbor's eye and more at the beam in yours. And why should we do this? Because Christ spoke unequivocally about the way we treat others. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of these, the least of my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now if I might give an opinion here, I don't believe God considers them to be the least of our brethren. After all, 
all are alike unto him. So I believe he means those we consider to be the least among us. In that regard, we should be very careful not to esteem those around us to be our lesser, and even more careful not to treat them as such. Now I wish to make something as clear as possible, such that I may not be misunderstood. There are certainly times when those around us make decisions that are contrary to the gospel. I am not suggesting that we tolerate or even endorse sin. Rather, I am suggesting that we should treat others in a spirit of humility, seeing all with a divine eye. Let us act on both of the great commandments in their proper order, the first to love God, the second to love our neighbor. For all further questions, I would refer you to the excellent devotional given in May of this year by President and Sister Oaks, titled, Stand for Truth. But now that we are clear on what I speak here, I echo the words of Elder Suarez. I have seen firsthand the pain good people suffer from being judged or dismissed because they happen to speak, look, or live differently. He furthermore expressed his sorrow for those whose minds remain darkened, whose vision is limited, and whose hearts remain hardened by the belief in the inferiority of those who are different from them. Brothers and sisters, let us remember the greatest title we each hold, that of a beloved son or daughter of God, part of a greater family. Surely we've all heard that phrase before, but have we truly considered it? Have we imagined the fact that we lived as a family in God's presence before we were born on this earth? Think on that for just a moment. Before we came to this earth and had a veil of forgetfulness placed upon us, before we had the countless life experiences that caused us to develop different opinions about those around us, before we even had the opportunity to group off and decide on who the us and them are, before any of that, we were all equally loved and cared for in the presence of our Maker. We knew and acted as a child does, in love. This is what Christ meant when he asked us to become as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Father seeth to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his Father. On that note, I have something for you to consider. A children's hymn. You will likely recognize these words but I would ask you to ponder on them with all your heart and mind. Let your spirit speak to you the truths contained in these seemingly simple verses. If you don't walk as most people do, some people walk away from you. But I won't. I won't. If you don't talk as most people do, some people talk and laugh at you. But I won't. I won't. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. That's how I'll show my love for you. Jesus walked away from none. He gave his love to everyone. So I will. I will. Jesus blessed all he could see, then turned and said, Come follow me, and I will. I will. I'll walk with you. I'll talk with you. 
that's how I'll show my love for you. Now, brothers and sisters, I need to ask something. Why is this taught and emphasized so much in primary, and yet it is so far removed from the world around us? Why is so much of our media we consume as adults focused on the divisions we face, glorifying violence and bombarding us with risque messages? Why is it only the children we teach to resolve their problems in peaceful ways? Why do we consider it the unmanly or weak way to seek for understanding rather than rash, emotionally-fueled action? And most of all, does it need to be this way? Is this truly the best way in the world we live in? The decision ultimately falls on each one of us. We decide what kind of world we want to live in. We decide how we treat those around us including and perhaps most especially those we consider to be the least among us. We decide each day, moment by moment, whether we will act in a celestial or telestial manner. We decide whether we will keep the two great commandments and thereby glorify our Father in heaven. In April of the same year, Elder D. Todd Christopherson noted, we are too diverse and at times too discordant to be able to come together as one on any other basis or under any other name. Only in Jesus Christ can we truly become one. Please note, however, in the same talk, he advised, Unity does not mean simply agreeing that everyone should do his or her own thing or go his or her own way. We cannot be one unless we all bend our efforts to the common cause. Then how shall we accomplish this, when we are so different? From the same talk, unity does not require sameness, but it does require harmony. We can have our hearts knit together in love, be one in faith and doctrine, and still cheer for different teams, disagree on various political issues, debate about goals and the right way to achieve them, and many other such things. But we can never disagree or contend with anger or contempt for one another. Remember that becoming one in Christ happens one by one. We each begin with ourselves. This is all well and fine for those with whom we may have subtle disagreements, but what of those we may be tempted to contend with? In October of 2020, Amidst the height of many political divisions and spiteful feelings, when commotion and contention was reaching its peak, President Oaks gave this solemn piece of counsel. Anger is the way to division and enmity. We move toward loving our adversaries when we avoid anger and hostility towards those with whom we disagree. It also helps if we are even willing to learn from them. When we are trying to understand and relate to people of a different culture, we should try getting to know them. In countless circumstances, strangers' suspicion or even hostility give way to friendship or even love when personal contacts produce understanding and mutual respect. An even greater help in learning to love our adversaries and our enemies is to seek to understand the power of love. I do not have the time here today 
to discuss all that President Oaks wisely advised. So instead, I will refer you to the talk I have quoted from, titled, Love Your Enemies. You may have noticed that I have referred to different talks throughout this episode, and then advised you to study them yourselves for further reading. This is because I don't believe what I'm doing here is the full picture. While I may provide an analytical eye and some words of counsel I deem to be wise, the Lord has much to teach you personally, and I leave his duties to his power. This is the power we access as we study his words and the words of his servants. This is the power we need so greatly in the times of our greatest struggles and even the end of times. We need his power. We need his love. Without these two, unity cannot be accomplished. It's here I will leave you for now. God bless and have a wonderful evening. Lighter Day Saint is a podcast themed after discussing doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Though the author is a faithful member of the Church, he makes no claims to be a representative for the Church. Neither himself nor anyone that may be featured on the show is a spokesperson for the Church. All opinions expressed belong solely to their respective persons. Any word from the general authorities of the Church supersedes the word of the host or his guests. For more information, please visit churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org. Thank you as always for listening. I hope today's episode has made your day better. Have a wonderful one, and if you enjoy what you hear, please share it with your friends and family. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, as well as YouTube, where you can ask questions, give feedback, and share spiritual thoughts. Whenever we may see you next, May your week be full of goodness 